Ladies and gentlemen, everyone in between, welcome back to the Invincible FC podcast. We haven't had an introduction like that in a while. It, we haven't had anything like this at all in a while. It's, That's true as well. I've missed it. Back to it. Yep, me, me too. too. Busy lives we live. Busy lives. Busy lives. I'm glad we're easing our ways back into it. We're yep. just going to talk about one game. Maybe next week we'll get back into a full match recap. Yeah, and luckily it's um, international break, so we might have a little time. Yeah, well, we, we can talk USA. Sure, we can do that. Um, in essence, I would want to do that, but regardless. Um, I'd be down to do that. Let's talk about that Arsenal game today, because I think it left us both with a lot to say. Yeah, so, um, yeah. You want to start ahead, first. Sure. Um, <laughs> so I had a bit of a, a hectic night and then morning um, leading up to the Arsenal game. I was um, There were fears that I had a concussion, so I had to kind of stay back and um, was worried about sleep and then waking up so early. Fortunately, I got about four, maybe four hours of sleep just for a 7 a.m. game, so I was going into it like this team better not let me down. Like They have so many times for these 7 o'clock games, uh, and they didn't. <laughs> they certainly didn't. Um, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't a lot of memories of waking up at, at 6.37 a.m. just to watch yeah. Arsenal. Yeah, right. They really, they really fulfilled the all the expectations this time. Mm-hmm. They kept me awake for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, well, fortunately, it was um, multiple good news today because they don't have a concussion and Arsenal with a very promising win today. And the New York Giants won, but, you know. Uh, that's um, not good news, but <laughs> we can disagree. On and that and my my fantasy football team is projected 210 points this week. That's good news. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Okay. Damn. Oh yeah. Poor fella playing you. <laughs> Wouldn't want to be that guy. Uh, Sorry, Cart. Wanted to lose as well. Um. <laughs> so, man, this Arsenal game today, bro. Heck of a fixture. It was. No, it was. No kickabout with the lads, let me tell you. There was no <laughs> kickabout. This was a real this was a real football game. No, it was not. Um not a kickabout. Bukayo Saka, I'm noting, was named player of the match. However, I was far more impressed with both Thomas Partey and William Saliba than Bukayo Saka on the day. He did have two assists, which, granted, is is a spectacular performance. And he's coming back into his own. We always kind of knew that those concerns about Saka losing form at the beginning of the season were a, a bit just overhyped nonsense. Right. Um, and he did look good today. Uh, two – and I just want to get these off my chest now because it's the only negative things I have to say about the performance. Um. Two negatives for me. Um, and unfortunately, both of them include Gabriel Jesus. One mm. being he picked up his fourth yellow card of the season already. Really? Um, so he's in suspension land pretty soon. Wow. Which is concerning. Um, Especially we don't have many nine options. It, exactly. We're, we're going to be starting Eddie and Ketia or running the Fabio Vieira false nine, which after that shot today, maybe I'm not so mad at <laughs> Um no, Martin Valley can can fill in if if need be, but yeah, yeah we got a Kenya. Right. No, and then the one other thing, I 
I was really frustrated to watch all the time wasting from our team today. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely I call it out when I see it in other teams. It frustrates me. I, I watched Chelsea fake those injuries at the end of the West Ham game, and it, it made my blood boil. And to yeah. see us do it today was was disappointing. Um, especially I, I mean, we texted about this already, but Ethan Winieri came on as the youngest player to ever play in the English top division, in the, in the English first division, Premier League or or prior. And we, instead of getting a chance to see him maybe chase the ball and, and do something with, with that minute that he was on the pitch, we watched Gabriel Jesus <laughs> lay on the ground and complain about a cramp. Yep. It was really unimpressive. I, and listen, in a one nil fixture, players do things like this. It is what it is. But we were up three zero. I see no need for any of that to be occurring. It, it it made me pretty frustrated. So that's the only other negative thing I had to say about today. Yeah, um, I mean, I agree with you. I think I think some of our players historically have been have been pretty good shit houses. Uh, one of the other Gabriels, Gabriel Gonzalez, <laughs> to be uh, specific. Oh, he's. Um, I think all the Brazilians are like that a lot, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's frustrating. We, we did that a lot last season and then we were involved in a lot of very close games. Um, so it, it, it makes a little more sense in those situations, but I agree when we're up three nil, keep, keep going for it. I mean, goal difference does matter at the end of the, at the end of the season. And um, I mean, re- regardless of goal difference, I, I think it's, it's nice to just keep applying pressure, keep trying to go for it. Um, so yeah, of course I, I, I'm frustrated to see it. Um, but that's really the only thing. And obviously Gabriel Jesus on four yellow cards is tough, but, um, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to have to miss him for a game. He's got to slow down his, uh, you know, the bookings he's getting, but that's part of the game. Um, as for man of the match, uh, you, you mentioned three players, uh, one, one who won it, obviously Saka and then. Uh, party and Saliba, but you're missing out on who I think was the man of the match, um, Granit Xhaka. Um, that said, I think Partey was the biggest difference maker. Um, but there's a reason that Partey being the difference difference maker leads to Xhaka being man of the match because, um, I mean, we see how it, it was a struggle since Partey went uh, got injured. I mean, he he played the first three matches of the season. We were dominant in all three games. Granted, it, it was not the most difficult competition, but um, after the Bournemouth match, which we just completely dominated, we struggled against Fulham. And then we, I mean, we played well against Villa, but we struggled to score goals. And I I think a lot of that, and then of course the United defeat, uh, I think a lot of that has to do with the the midfield issue we had without him, because I mean, we also were missing Elneny. We were also missing a few other players, but um, we had to slot in Xhaka and Lakanga together. And I like Lakanga. But Jack had to move back into that that uh, deeper role that he was caught up in earlier in his Arsenal career, which I've said this time and time again did not suit him. And um, and ever since he ever since really Party came in, Jack has just been a completely different player because he's been able to be freer, go into a more advanced, more elevated role, um, and really be involved in the attack. And he's been he's never been so involved until this year uh, and it's showing. And the, and this game was a perfect example of that. He, I mean, he had a great assist for the second goal in the first of play. He set up Martin Elliott. It was a beautiful combination. Uh, and there were quite a few of those situations. So 
I think he wins man of the match because I think he was everywhere, um, especially on the attacking end, and, and he controlled the midfield well. But again, I think it's Party who really frees that up because Xhaka doesn't have to worry about his defensive role as, as much. He doesn't have to get caught up in those silly challenges, um, and he can focus on what he does best. And Party is just phenomenal in the midfield. He's, he's just so technically sound. Um, winning tackles, just really reliable in the middle. So um, I, I just really hope that that duo stays healthy because it's it's a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Healthy and free of convictions. Uh, true, yeah. There's always that to think about. There is that. There's always that to think about. That is a worry. Yep. Uh, and we find out in a couple of weeks, I think, what is going to be happening with him in the coming months. Yep. Not so, concerned. Maybe concerned for, you know, potential victims of this crime. But yeah, I mean, it's more just as, as a club, something that we need to be cognizant of. Because if if he is judged by the police to be a, a man of suspect and he is, he's brought in and, and is judged no longer able to perform his duties for the club, um, then we're in trouble. Uh, yeah, I mean, we got we got to bring someone in. But, um, I mean, if that happens, he's, he cannot be part of the, the team. I mean, that's no. that's the main thing mm-hmm. um, that to get out of the way. I, it's one thing I'm glad we've made clear on this podcast that we're yeah. not, not acceptable behavior for any human being. Yeah. Um, but we'll see how that pans out. Absolutely, absolutely. But moving on, moving on. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the goals, man. We haven't talked about the goals. We hinted yep. at the Fabio Vieira goal. We haven't mm-hmm. talked about the goals. Mm-hmm. William Saliba, Gabriel yeah. Jesus, both scoring with their heads. Right. And then Fabio Vieira with an absolute screamer dinked in off the post. What a day. Three, what a day. Three very entertaining. Three great goals. goals. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, the, the Saliba goal was just that, – that's that didn't look like someone who, you know, without any experience – I mean, of course, he has experience on loan, but, but as someone who's just come to the Premier League with all this pressure on his shoulders, to score a goal like that, that's that's something you expect to see out of a out of a Thiago Silva or a Sergio Ramos, something like that. Like I'm not I'm not comparing. I'm not comparing. I'm not saying he's as good as them. I'm not doing that. I, I'm just I'm just in awe of everything he's doing, and he's able to do things on the attacking end and on the defensive end. I know he scored that own goal, but he's just he's everywhere, and, and he's making such a good impact defensively. So solid and. And he's going forward and, and scoring and assisting goals as well. Um, he already has three goal contributions. He had none all of last season for Marseille. Um, so that was a great, great header, great finish, really difficult angle to kind of redirect it onto. Um, Jesus's goal was a was great header, great ball by Xhaka. Um, he, he's done that a lot where he's kind of lifted it, placed it either with his head or with his feet um, into the top corner, and it's just – it, it's just pretty when it goes in like that. And then, of course, Vieira goal is just awesome. pure class. He's just awesome. Yeah. Jesus is just awesome. Um, well, team is. So one thing I wanted to bring up, because I do agree with you, the goals were, were class. Saliba from the center half 
great to see him get it up and scoring one. Jesus, he's we've again we've seen him do that twice now with his head get up and score those goals. He is four goals in the Premier League already this season. Yeah, he is a player, but Saliba, man, also, I don't know, a, a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff on hand. Um, but the one thing I did want to touch on is a little bit unrelated to goals. I had been thinking about a lot because this is obviously with Mikel Arteta being somebody who worked at Man City under Pep Guardiola, uh, draws constant comparisons to Pep and play style, things like that. Um, one thing that I like about this Arsenal team that I think Manchester City lacks, not that they maybe need this, um, people have always criticized Pep for not ever having a set best 11 that he plays. With this Arsenal team, excluding the left-back situation, it's pretty clear who, who Arteta thinks are, are the best 11 players on the team to put out on the pitch when he's winning a game. Because he's been doing it week in and week out. And it gives you a lot of confidence in that squad and those players a lot of confidence in their positions and in their abilities. And I really, really like that about this team. Because, again, it's not something that we've had in the past either. Right. Yeah, I was going to mention uh, that. that. That's an interesting thing you say. Um I think, yeah, that's that was always such a big problem for us. A, because we didn't have the depth. B, because we'd always have injuries, which we still have a lot of injuries um, going on right now. Um, but I, I think that's an issue that we've always had. We never had a set eleven because we never had a we never had a, an eleven of players that we could rely on week in week out. Um, and I think it might be more than the left back situation because I mean, there those are two class left backs. I'm not sure if White's the long-term right back. It still might be Tomiyasu. White's doing a great job, though. Um, otherwise, I definitely agree that I think we have a set lineup. Um, so, yeah, that's great to see. Um, and, and I mean, for City, I don't think it really matters that much because they can interchange and nobody will even notice. I mean, they're all world-class players. Mm, yeah, so. and, and, and that's, that's what I mean. It's one of those things that, like, the commentators who are old school get on to them for. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I want to I, – I didn't really get to mentioning Sokka. Um, I, I did think – I mean, I don't think, I don't think he's um, not deserving of winning Man of the Match because I thought he was phenomenal today. I thought it was his best performance of the season. Um, more. I, I was a little worried to start the season just because it took him a few matches to get himself into it. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, his teammates were picking up the slack, but um, the opening three matches, maybe four, um, he just kind of struggled to make that impact. I know I know, teams were figuring him out. They were starting to, to put potties on him. Um, Fulham, he, he kind of, for lack of a better term, popped the cherry. <laughs> he... Uh, he, he got that assist that um, I think got him going because he got another assist against Villa, finally got his goal against United, now starts to play well. And I think Brentford game, he's really, he's really shown uh, what, he was, what he had in him from last season. I mean, he had two assists. I know the, um, the, the first was a great corner, a uh, good ball in. Second was just kind of a layoff to Vieira, whatever, still an assist. Um, but he also played great otherwise. He, he had a few very nice shots on target, one that was denied um, when it was already 3-0. Um, a really nice, Dude, nice effort. It would have been a goal. Yeah, that would have been beauty. beauty. I, mean, I mean, the whole team 
the whole team was involved in that play. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of good things to say about him and about the team. Yeah, man, I, I completely agree. I mean, I think we've touched on pretty much everything um, as far as Arsenal is concerned. I'm not really sure there's a whole lot more to say. Mm-hmm. Ramsdale ends up with a pretty pedestrian 7.1 match rating. I'm, I'm looking <laughs> now on FOTMA because he didn't have squat to do. Yeah, I, I think he did his job, though. I think he did well. I, I completely agree. I think he did his job. I think um, let's let's bounce over to Brentford for just a minute or two. Give them maybe not love, but a little bit of attention, and then, and then we'll wrap things up here. Yeah. Um, but a player whose name we heard a lot, but I don't think really did all that much was Josh De Silva. He was always near the play mm. for the. 63 minutes that he was on the pitch, but I never felt like he was really affecting it all that much. Um, yeah. Brentford are an interesting team. It was it was strange watching Ben Mee not be on Burnley. Um, <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Well, he's the same old Ben Mee. Um, I mean, he's pretty young, but Ben Mee. Uh, I, my biggest takeaway from this game is that Ivan Tony looked like a complete ghost. I don't really think he did much at all. Um, I don't even know if he would need to shower after the match. Um, if we're being completely <laughs> frank. It was a hot day. It was a hot day. The fans yeah, had to no, shower. You're right. yeah, yeah, yeah. The fans had to shower. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but, it, it, yeah, funny. I thought that was the that was the one thing. Because Ivan Tony is hyped up so much. I, I, you see great highlights from him. He is a very good player, and I was excited to see what what he might be able to do and, and make the game interesting, but I, I think our defense completely shut him down. I mean, yeah, I think that's more of a testament to our, to our back line, in my opinion. I agree. I mean, I mean, Tony's had a fantastic season so far. He's deserving of being called up to the England team. He scored a hat-trick against Leeds. I mean, this is this Brentford team's no joke. I mean, I, we, I think we both kind of agree that we underestimated them. Um, that second we both, season. We both syndrome. relegated them preseason. Yeah, I think we I think we took that second season syndrome a little too seriously. Um, it's still just, I mean, superstition, really. Um, yeah, I mean, what you say about the Silva, I think he's a very good player. Um, I'm happy that he kind of uh, integrated himself back into the into the squad this season, and and he's done a good job. He was shut out, but I think everybody was really, um, especially their midfield because. As I mentioned before, Party and Jacko were just so, I mean, together, they, they just complemented each other so well and really ran that midfield. Um, but Brentford's no joke. I think this was this was a very tricky game. It was a sneaky game, um, especially um, after a loss to United, seeing how they could bounce back. This isn't Everton at home, which was what we expected them to play before, yeah. of course, the Queen died. Um, so this was not, I was not overconfident going into this match. I think we know what happened last season, Brentford this season. I mean, at home, they, they beat United four nil, they drew Everton one, one, and they beat Leeds five, two. So this is, this was not going to be an easy game by any means. Um, and they, they, they really made it look like a training session. Yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it's a testament to to a bad performance to Brentford as much as a great performance to Arsenal because I think 
Brentford just weren't able to do much. Even Thomas Frank said it after the match. He said he thinks his guys actually did a good, pretty, a uh, pretty good job. But but Arsenal was just that much better. They were they're on a different level. Where yeah, we are a transformed team. One player from from the Brentford side that I will give just a little bit of a, a tip to because I think he played okay today. Uh, Aaron Hickey. I think he was all right. I tipped him to be a, a, kind of my one to watch for their team, and and I did enjoy it watching him on the right wing. Um, obviously, in that wing back position is kind of where he's preferred. I, I was under the impression he played on the left side of the pitch. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're playing him on the other side. But either way, um, he's everywhere. I, th- I thought he did a good job. I thought he uh, – I, you know, you heard his name a lot in the transition plays. Um, he was affecting winning the, winning the ball back and playing it back into the box whenever they did have a chance to kind of attack. Um I, I thought that that was kind of he was kind of their one avenue of creation for the day. You love yourself, your Aaron Hickey. Listen, <laughs> I love the chance to pat myself on the back. Yeah, no, um. no, he, he's a good player. He's a good player. I, I think I may have had him actually as my uh, flop. I may have changed that. I don't know, but yeah, I, I might have underestimated him. He's a good player. Um, we'll see. It's he had a good he had a good game today, uh, and yeah, he's definitely having an, having an impact on on. On them as a side, I think he fits well into the three-back system. Um, so, yeah. But, again, I don't think anybody on Brentford really had a particularly sound performance. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Uh, it, it was one of those days. Arsenal were really class. by far the dominant team. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot else to be said about it. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, I guess the, the last thing to be said is uh, – we're in first, seven games down, 31 more to go. Um, right. <laughs> got North London Derby next. Oh, jeez. 7.30 in the morning Eastern time. Is it really? Another on one. October 1st, 7.30 a.m. That's tough. If you want to come crash here the night before, we could watch it together <laughs> on the screen. We will show it's a Saturday. I definitely have a match that day. Oh, you definitely have a. Game. But it'll be it'll be after, so I'll still be able to see the game. All right. Well, we'll we'll figure it out that way. We'll see. We'll talk about it. We will right. see. Glad we got a chance to chat. Yep. This thing up here as soon as I can. Sounds good. And I'll talk to you again soon. I'll see you soon. Later, brother. Peace.